0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gau Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mount Bellevue, Houston, a Gau Media station.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports?
2: Yeah, and golf and beer and John Wall and anything else you want to get into. Let's do this. It's a
0: Thursday on the Blitz.
3: Diabolical
0: is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow. Live from Wildcat Golf Club, this is The Blitz. Presented by the pay-per-view fight of the year, Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia on ESPN
1: 97.5. And on
0: ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for
2: a Thursday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler. Falcon, AJ Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort back in studio. We got Nick, we got Tyler, we got everybody out here at Wildcat for the occasional invitational. If you want to get in today, well, we're not taking phone calls, sorry. Uh, it's just how we do it on the road. But there is Twitter at Fred Fowler, F A O U R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is blitz, at Degenerates 975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. Uh, you can't watch us on Twitch, but you can get on Twitch and comment. And we'll read it. It's Twitch TV uh, slash ESPN nine seventy five. You can also uh, well. That's that's it. That's how you get in touch with the show today. We're gonna have some fun. We're out here at Wildcat, and uh, the tournament is coming to a close. I think. Uh, most Who's the winner? People, uh, well, one of the guys that used to work at uh, five under his team. Now I I, I will just go, Craig. Craig. I think it's Craig. Yeah, I'm gonna just go with. They'll have the best score of the teams that don't cheat because they had birdied every hole except for one. And no Eagles yet, though, because Eagles apparently hard to get out there today. But, um, yeah, he, I, I think that's, that's the team I would be most concerned about. But somebody will cheat. Somebody will turn in a 54. Probably. probably. And from what I hear the conditions out there today, that's not possible unless you had four Tiger Woods. But that's okay.
3: Uh, well, Josh and I rode around, and we'd stop every once in a while and hit balls for people. Yeah? And... How did Josh hit the ball? Well...
4: I mean, we hit, we hit, two, uh, turn me up, we hit, like, two, we hit, like, two or three apiece, right? So it's not like we um, played. Well... I, uh, the last two, the last two swings I had, I crushed the ball.
3: That yep. is true. Yep. The what, first, what direction did it the go? The first hole we Straight. stopped at was the long drive hole, and... I hit three in the water. <laughs> he lost a whole sleeve of balls but for the this guy night. kept
4: offering me balls it was like 10 cup i was like give me another one Romes give me another one give me yeah. another ball yeah like, give me 30 ball. wins part <laughs> ties
3: <He's> like, This just <laughs> the
4: last ball you got in the bag josh i'm like "Give me bring it to me
3: and the third one that josh hit <laughs> the third one josh hit skimmed and it looked like it was gonna it maybe get it across it did not it died at the very end and but just my sunk. fourth one your fourth one was good. I'm good
4: on number four.
3: Uh, yeah, I may suck the first three shots, but, but not number four. four.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna get
3: number four. Jeez. And they all made fun of me because I, I line up. If I if I'm gonna try to hit the ball straight, they're like, "Okay, this is where you need to hit it." I line up facing left. Yeah, you always do that, Chris. and yeah. that like that's my that's my uh, that's a fix. It's which, a, it's, which, a, it's a, a band aid, which tends to
2: make it go farther right than. You want, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But if I were to stand up straight, the ball would be across the street somewhere. So I I, I just I stand the way I stand, and I, I put a good swing on it. Put a good – better than Tyler, too. Oh, Tyler's was embarrassing. See, Tyler's was embarrassing. I didn't warm up either.
2: Nobody warmed
3: up. That was up. my it's first swing of, degrees of the day. outside. Yeah, my, my
2: go-to is – if there's, like, a human or a tractor or an animal in the middle of the fairway, I aim right for it. Because that's the safest place in the well, world. Well, that's what
3: they said. They said, I said, where do I hit the ball? They said, kind of where those people are. <laughs> and I said, well, all right, buddy. I'm on it. Yeah, and I, I tried to hit it as close to those people as I could. That's my move. Well, As
4: if Fred was swinging anyway. He was over here doing these, like, these backdoor deals over here. I'm watching him. He's over here like... Hey guys, what are we doing? We're hanging out. like
2: you're like, some things you yeah, just don't talk about. The family yeah. I'm doing I'm trying to do business. I'm not telling you you're you not. I'm just It's business. business. Yeah. This <laughs> We're not <laughs> here. We're not here for fun. This is business. This is the business. Don't we get chose. in the way of the business. Uh, Keep yeah, it down she, over there. I'm just I'm just out here you know, I'm I'm, I'm working it. That's all. Yeah, I feel you, but you that's know. what it was going on. I'm watching oh,
4: it. You're like, working oh. it like
3: a vet at the strip club. I'm telling you, you're working it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm like. Uh, unfortunately, I'm like the two o'clock in the afternoon stripper. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's me with the saggy breasts and the four, uh, yeah, the four C-section scars. But besides your face and your body, you're pretty good. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like the discount
3: stripper. It's like eight bucks. Yeah, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Maybe six. I don't know. Nick is like the lunchtime crew. He's wearing a shirt like a size medium shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is busting out of that. Why the hell? Nick is like one of the skinniest Nick guys at the <laughs> station. <laughs> I always, I always used to get mad at Barry and Joel because the running joke on The Usual Suspects was that, that Nick was fat. Yeah, and Nick's fat. And I was fat. like, Nick's not fat, but now, like something's happened with Nick in the last few months. I don't know what's going on. He's, uh, he's going to need a C-section. Nick's letting himself go. He, he,
4: he's, he put like a little pin in his stomach and let him just seep out some air. He's like that. He's like the Veruca. Is yeah. like the Veru- he's a you know chick what? on uh, Willy Wonka? Veruca Salt. <laughs> they, no, yeah. not Veruca. No, no, the. He's a violent, violent. Beauregard. Violet
2: Beauregard. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he needs to have some air just you, let out. You know what we
2: need? We need. We need like a like something we can puncture him with. <laughs>
3: Listen,
4: <laughs> like a little
3: toothpick. Yeah. This is. Here's what it is. Nick is because he's. Before our very eyes, becoming Saint Nick, uh. <laughs> like a bowl, like a bowl tis, full of jelly. Tis the season. I mean, uh. my <laughs> oh God! Well, this is going to be fun. What hey, a show! Oh, what a show we've got planned got for you two today. Two hours
4: and forty-five more minutes. What a show
3: we've got planned for you Dude, today. Dude, your
1: math,
2: your math blows. It's two only four oh nine, so that's more two than
4: hours and fifty minutes? It's I mean, like six yeah. minutes off. It's, yeah, it's not all
2: right, yeah.
3: Awful. It's nah, that's oh, Listen, there
2: there might have been alcohol consumed this afternoon. No, you
4: don't say. Yeah. Well, it's
2: one of those days. That's all right. We're gonna have fun with it. I mean, why not? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen?
4: Uh nothing. Yeah. Well, there, there's only know. good. There's only good that can come from this.
2: What uh Quick shout out to all of our sponsors who are out here today. My Big man, ups. my man, Doctor Linville's out here hitting balls somewhere. I didn't get to see him, but um, Side Jabs out here, Kobos, and oh two. my god, oh. that's that food is so good. Yep. That was that was the best part about getting here early was I got to uh, I got to poach some of the Kobos as yep. they were cooking it, and uh, he does such a great job. So uh, uh, St. Arnold, I mean, we've got Chastang Ford, Chastain Ford. I, I really want to thank all those guys, and they can't hear us because they're out on the course, right? But I uh, uh, appreciate them coming out and, and sponsoring. And, and all the listeners that I've talked to seem to be having an absolute blast. So uh, uh, big ups to Courtney and Todd and everybody who worked their butt off on this thing. Thank because, you. Because uh, I don't recall you actually working I on worked it. very – We, we rode You know around what? Around uh, the, the only thing we did was we helped get it filled by pushing it the last That's day. That's correct. That's enough. So we, we, we get a little credit for that. But, no, uh, I know – uh, and Courtney and all the, the staff out here have been, it's just been great to see the listeners again because we haven't had many yeah. events and uh, everybody seems to be having fun. And, and Wildcat does a great job too. So shout out to Wildcat. So big great force today too. To yeah.
4: Wildcat and Jesus.
2: Um,
4: Jesus is here. No, just big ups. Oh. To Jesus. And is he up or well, big ups? Just, just like okay. Sammy Sosa.
2: Okay.
3: All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Josh is dro- jocking Trey's bits now. It's is a, that is
4: that Trey's that's bits? That's Trey's bits oh, you just no. yeah. Me and Salisbury used to just sit around and get hammered and go big ups. All
3: the time. Well, now you've stolen from Trey. And so.
4: Salisbury. You know what? I'm the worst.
3: You're the worst. Uh, I don't think you're quite Yeah, the worst. Salisbury stole it from Trey. Ah! First, ah! Right? Yeah, don't that don't was a big Salisbury, Salisbury the thing. thing.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Well, life goes on,
3: I guess. Does it, Nick? Are you pushing really? on your shirt now? Or are you <laughs> are, are you trying to look like you're going to pop out of that thing? When you put that on this morning, were you like, Yeah,
2: I was in a rush. I didn't really think it was that bad. Okay. <laughs> and then
0: what's, and then, hap- what's happened?
3: And in then the I wore the months.
2: jacket, and the jacket kind of covers like the love handles and uh-huh. everything. So I didn't look that bad with the jacket. But once I sit down,
3: are these pandemic pounds? Do you think? No, no. What? What is it? Probably beer and Are you in a whiskey? comfortable relationship with yeah, a woman Crystal right now? Crystal suggested
0: no.
4: that uh, he's got a lady friend that might it's have not true uh, That's what I would influenced know, just, him to put you know, on the pound.
2: Honestly, this look, he looks like he's sitting outside of a schoolyard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the stomach's popping out. He's got his hand in an inappropriate place. It's like, uh I
4: have it's to like, be 500 uh, yards away. It's almost away. like Al
3: Bundy. <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> he's got to put his hands in his pants.
3: Yeah, Threw five touchdowns in a game once. <laughs> uh,
4: Polkai. Uh, hey, little girl. Hey, little boy. No. Yeah. I can't
2: get into running, though. Apparently, that's the best way to burn fat. I hate, Actually, no. You know I what? hate running. No, as much as I run, I never lose weight from running. Really? Yeah. It does me no good. That's
3: supposed to be, like, the way to burn fat. Here's the thing. I think, like, once you reach a certain – how old are you now, Nick? Thirty-seven. You're getting, you're, yeah. no. wow, you're, you're, getting, you're getting close to 37? Yeah. Wow, you're old. You're getting close to that age. He looks about 33, though. Give him, give him credit. There was, for a long time, I was able to, I mean, I was able to eat whatever I wanted for a long time. And then it was like, okay, now I exercise enough that I can continue to eat whatever I want and I'm still good. Once you hit a certain age, you have to diet and exercise. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all downhill. And I, I feel like the people
2: that can still eat whatever they want in their 40s, it's because they've been working out since they're Nobody like 15 can eat whatever I've they want cer- but like
3: if, as long as they're working out that is i've certainly reached that age where i have to diet and exercise if i want to lose weight it, 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 there's no pick one or the other well it, you, it, you stopped you drinking beer
4: the other day like uh, two months ago you stopped drinking beer right
3: yeah and then i started drinking beer again and guess what happened <laughs> you're beautiful. right back you're to you're big it. and beautiful and I haven't, I haven't i haven't really done much exercising since the rona hit like i haven't been to the gym like the uh like the 24 hour fitness i haven't done any jiu jitsu or kickboxing yeah it's it's piling up on your boy. Oh, I want to do
4: some of that kickboxing workout. I you used would to do, be um, terrible. at no, that. No, hold on, hold on. You say that?
2: Can you get your leg more than an <laughs> inch No, off no. The I want to just do. Well, boxing. he's wearing stretchy pants. Oh, okay. I want no.
4: When I was in Philly, I used to go to this guy's gym, and his whole thing was a boxing workout, not kickboxing though. So I'd probably rip my taint if I tried <laughs> that. But just boxing, I really enjoy hitting a punching bag and doing like I enjoy that because I really like Rocky. Okay.
2: I mean that's yeah, a good cardio kickboxing baby. and yeah.
4: butterball,
2: and you, beans, you some, he somehow is. got it back to Philly <laughs> with the Rocky thing. I didn't mean to. Uh,
4: no, no, just, that's I, where I worked out. The no. guys like come work out at my gym, and we'll do a boxing. Workout. I had
2: under four eighteen that you would get to a Philadelphia right Oh,
4: stop! <laughs> they hate me in Philly. <laughs> I don't do it to bump purpose. Damn
3: it, Fred! Here you go, stupid
4: Fred. Just
3: <laughs> take <laughs> my whole wallet, Fred, yes. is, <laughs> Fred.
4: is stupid skullet calling oh. me out.
3: Uh, all right, we'll talk some Rockets. I want to get your thoughts no, on the, uh, the trade on the other side. Josh's favorite team. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Joel's favorite team.
0: On ESPN ninety seven five, you're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Road Show live from Wildcat Golf Club. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
2: And on ESPN 92.5.
0: Presented by the pay-per-view fight of the year, Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Here's Fred Bauer and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. We got all the cool people
2: here. Tyler's here. Nick's here. And, of course, Josh Ennis is here and aj and me i mean yeah we're here too we're always here that's kind of our bit but
3: so last night of of, conveniently after our show was over woes drops that russ westbrook has traded to the uh the wizards when you first heard that news and we talked about that was a possibility because we talked about places where like who would possibly take on russ westbrook and what what teams could possibly have some sort of lame ass contract to send back that would that would make up for it. And we mentioned that John Walls contract could be I mean they were basically the same contract. Right. They're about the same money for about uh, for the for the exact same amount of time. It seemed like a good fit. I want your initial thoughts. What did you think when they when they made that move?
2: Um Jan I mean, okay. it, it, I, honestly, That's fair. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm looking at it. It's like you're trading for the David Johnson of the NBA. You're getting rid of a contract, but you're taking on the same contract. I guess I would rather have the 30-year-old on that contract as opposed to Russ Westbrook, who I don't think will last all three years of his deal. But uh, it, it was pretty much a yawn for me. It's like, yeah, okay, because when you see it on the surface, oh, they traded Russell Westbrook. Wow, big deal. Superstars. Eh, I mean, the guy hasn't played in two years. Um, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. And we were joking about this earlier, but now we're back to the, oh, if I'll, only Yao Ming can stay healthy thing. Yeah. So I, I like John Wall. You know me. I'm, I'm, I'm a Kentucky honk. Uh, but I also feel like, uh, right now I still think Russell Westbrook's a better player than John Wall for this year. But maybe John Wall's a better fit for. Although I'm kind of tired of saying this, I'm kind of tired. Of saying Maybe this guy's a better fit for the beard. I
3: mean, well, Chris Paul was a better fit than Russ Westbrook was for for yeah, James. I yeah. mean, at least on court. Here's why. Last night, I was just kind of like, well, they did something. You know, that was my initial yeah, thought yeah, was, yeah. well, at least they were able to do something. Let's let's see. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? What do they have to lose? You're going to pay this money no matter what for the next three years anyway. So if you're going to be stuck paying somebody, we all know, I, I say we all, all of us who are sensible know that James and Russ were not going to win anything. Like that, that was, they've, they've tried, and it's, it's not going to get better. I mean, maybe it gets a little bit better, but it's not going to be good enough to, to get what they want. With John Wall, I, I don't know that he's ever going to be the player he was three years ago. If he ever becomes the player he was three years ago, it's a pretty good fit for this team, and he's a pretty good player. I, again, the injuries he's had are serious. You're getting a first-round draft pick back, although it's protected. Sure, that's fine. But if you already know what, you've, what you have currently isn't going to work, basically this is just rolling the dice. Nothing will work. I'm kind of... It might not. Well, and it might not, but if, if if what you've got you know for a fact isn't going to work, why not roll the dice and say, well, let's try again? But if it isn't going to work with a guy
4: who's an MVP award winner, why is it going to work with a guy who's
3: not even close not. to Westbrook? Well, because because... I would say – well, I, and I don't know that John Wall – like John Wall at his peak, I would argue, was a better basketball player than Russ Westbrook. I don't
4: know, man. He ain't an MV, – an MVP is selective, obviously. You can look at a guy and go, hey, he reached for right. triple doubles and got an MVP. Right. I, I just don't buy that. I, it's, Harden sucks as a teammate. And nobody wants to play with him.
3: I agree so with that. So he's
4: never going to win.
3: I agree with that, and I've said that for a long time. But if you, if you if your determination is, I'm going to keep James Harden – at least throw somebody else out to see if Christian Wood and John Wall and Demar like. I'd rather that than just run it back with the same team from last year. Will they be a
4: better team this year than they were last year? Or the team that had uh, I, well, uh, Chris it, Paul? Before, I'll
3: say their ceiling is better before this trade. I thought they
2: were. I liked the lineup better than what they had around Russ and Harden
3: last year.
4: But that uh, was also a system that they were trying to run. Yeah, was a unique well, and it was, system. And it was. Stupid, but sure.
3: John Wall's not gonna be a guy who chucks up a bunch of three pointers. That's not his game. Uh, you know, they they've brought in Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins like they they're the whole lead the league in three point attempts thing is gone. Sure. And I assume that means James Harden will not be leading the league in three point attempts either.
4: He will. Oh God, yeah, he'll can yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, uh, Do you really think he's gonna change? change? No, it's just going to be less from the other people, but he's still going to do know. exactly what he does.
3: I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to say, "Hey, let's use the parts of your games that are that, that are the most efficient and effective. Let's get you driving to the basket." Like, like I don't see why they wouldn't. Is he going to? But he's going to do that. Is he going to listen to Paul Silas's kid? I, I don't think he will. I don't know. He's, well, a, I, he's I, a, an
4: MVP award winner. And, and, why
2: would he? And I guess this is kind of why I, when I heard the news, it was kind of like, eh. Because and, and again, I like John Wall, I, and I think if John Wall's healthy, uh, he'll be fun to watch.
3: But I think the I think problem, John Wall being healthy is kind of like Derrick Rose being healthy. Yeah, or uh, like you're never going to get. You're n- Why you got to pull these Calipari guys out? I, I just don't. I, that's kind of what it is. But I because he is saying, Derrick
2: Rose. He yeah, pretty much. I
3: just don't think that he'll ever be the same after the injury that he had. There's some and there's some injuries that you just don't come back from. And I think he can come back and be decent. I just don't think he'll be the John Wall he was three years ago. Where, where John, John Wall was literally at one point, I think, like if you had lined guys up and said, okay, I want you to sprint from one end of the court to the other with the ball, I think John Wall was the fastest human with a basketball in the entire league. I don't think he'll ever be that again. But if he's any semblance of that, it's like, man, that's, it's well, nice. He's got good court vision. He's a good passer. He's a good teammate. He, I mean –
2: but let's, let's start with it. Let's say he's healthy. And let's say, I mean, he's not quite what he was, but let's say he's close. The problem is still the guy with the beard. And it doesn't matter who you bring in, whether it's Dwight And by Howard, that,
3: you mean Abraham
2: Lincoln. Uh, no, I mean Josh. But, uh, but no, <laughs> Kenny Rogers um, is the answer. He's dead, though. He can't be a problem when he's dead. Uh, well, well he knew when to fold them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you're a necrophilia, you know Loggins. when to hold him. I meant Kenny Long. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, now you've Now you've <laughs> ruined the bit. Actually, I thought that was pretty good, and nobody caught it. Um, but, no, uh, the problem is as long as James Harden's there, and this goes back to what you've always said. As long as James Harden's a guy, you're not winning anything. And I, I don't care who you shuffle in. I don't care how you mix it up. I just don't feel like this team is, is going to be – I mean, I think they're a playoff team, but – I think they'll play well enough to get people's hopes up, especially if John Wall and Boogie Cousins are healthy. And I love that. But, oh, well, they played together in Kentucky. Dude, if you're going to get somebody from Kentucky, you should have found a way to get Anthony Davis. (laughs) Let's just start with that. But uh, I I just – and I know a Rockets fan doesn't want to hear this. I just think as long as James Harden is there, it's hard for me to get excited about any move they make because we've seen how it ends every single time. And because Harden wanted Wall – and Westbrook wanted to play with somebody other than Harden. Yeah, great for both of them. Do we really think this is going to end any differently?
3: Well, John Wall and Demarcus Cousins made it all the way to an elite eight, I think, in 2010. So they, just just
2: like Kevin Durant did. Yeah, in they're Texas.
3: they're right there. They're on the they're on the cusp. Uh, now I, I I'll say this, and I, I I will say I did think the best thing they could do when they traded Russ was open things up for the future. They didn't really do that with this trade because I thought they would trade Russ for a contract that was expiring so they'd have money off the books at the end of next season. Instead, they traded for a guy. These were really two contracts that were untradeable unless they were traded for each other. Right. Right. So it's it's really just kind of you appease Russ because he didn't want to be here. That's fine. I don't think Bradley Beal wanted John Wall there anymore because Bradley Beal – In the two years that John Wall's been out, Bradley Beal passed up John Wall as the number one option. You assume if John Wall came back, his number one goal would be, I'm going to reclaim my place as the alpha dog on this team. You know who doesn't want that? The current alpha dog, Bradley Beal, who's actually really good and really versatile, a solid player. He doesn't want to lose touches to a guy who's trying to somehow reclaim his place as the top guy. So I, I can see from a personality point like how it, how it fits. I I do worry that I, A I worry about John Wall's long term health. I don't I don't know if he's ever going to be the player he was. But B I, I would have liked even if to he see, is though. How good is this team? I, I mean it's about the same. Yeah. It's probably about the same. I really would have liked to see them trade if they were going to trade Russ. Trade him for someone who would be off the books next year, and you'd have you'd have cap space. You'd uh, uh, presumably you'd, you'd trade him for a, an expiring contract and draft picks. You'd have young players coming in, and you'd be able to start preparing for life beyond James. And But
2: if you're going to do that, you should trade James now.
4: Yes. But who wants him? I mean, like, who would oh, do somebody that? Will want, but who wants that deal, though? Well, that, that would be my question, is who would be like... There are
3: teams that would take it, but there's no team that's going to send you back equal value for James. Because they don't have equal value Yeah, for so James. either you're getting a bunch of... Sc- like. Sure, you could trade him to the Nets uh, or, or the Sixers. But they're
4: not going to give you their two best yeah, players. the Sixers
3: will give you Al Horford and uh, and what's the other scrubby uh, contract Al they have? Bias no, Harris. No. Tobias Harris. Harris.
2: Al Horford's gone. Well, yeah, he's oh, out. Well, they can't even do that now.
3: Yeah. Uh, but they, like, none of, nobody's dealing real quality back for James Harden, which so makes it stuck. tougher to deal him. Russ was a movable piece, although See, I slightly less thought I, I would have thought Harden was much more movable than Russ. Well... Russ, uh, because Harden can still play. If you traded James Harden, you could have gotten back several first-round picks, I would assume. You probably could have gotten back some guys on their rookie contracts. You could have gotten back real quality players. Russ, it's basically a contract dump. Like, Russ is... You know, he, Russ well, it's was, a contract
4: Russ, swap, yeah, in this case. Right.
3: Well, that's And this was the only case that it could be that. Yeah. Russ, last year... the And it's crazy, because the first part of the season... Was playing really good ball to the point where you're like, man, maybe this really was a great deal by the Rockets to trade Chris Paul for this Russ Westbrook, because Russ looked great. And then Russ got the Rony. He had the 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 leg issues. In the bubble, Russ Westbrook was horrible. There's no, there's not really a, a well, and that's a, and not and really a way to
2: sugarcoat it. He sucked in the bubble. And that, but that's kind of why I would have been okay with giving it another shot with these new guys. Because I, I do think we didn't get to see the best of Russ, and that's fine. But if he didn't want to be here, fine, may, move on. But I, I think Russ, I will say it right now, Russ will have a better year in, in Washington than John Wall will in Houston. But
4: if Harden's friend didn't want to play with him, like his boy, like –
3: but isn't that that's all of them? None of them. Dwight Howard win. was the boy before point. they play. He's like Harden's worthless. Nobody wants yeah. to play with him. Everybody was James Harden's boy, but until they got here and played, and then they like him.
4: were out. And then like each way it ends uh-uh. horribly.
3: Like he and Chris Paul were like, oh, I can't wait to play together. We're like, and then it's like, oh,
4: by the way, that's three Hall of Fame players that have played with Harden now that are like, wrong. all
3: right, we're out. We don't right, well, be here.
2: we'll we'll get back to this. I gotta I gotta talk about a guy that everybody wants to deal with, and that's my man, lawyer Dave, who's on the phone. And I had at least. Uh, three people this week who reached out to me and said, hey, I need Lawyer Dave's number. And what happens when they call you at 713-626-8900?
5: We get into the doctor they need without any money out of their pocket. If they need transportation, we'll arrange that too. And by all means, we stick up for the rights of the blitzers against these people that work for these insurance companies, trying to rip them off.
2: Well, and, and uh, our, our buddy Woodland Sam sent me a text uh, yesterday saying, hey, I, I need to talk to Lawyer Dave. I was in an accident for the first time. I don't know what to do and it was pretty bad, and he called, and the first thing he said was they were so nice, they were so helpful. That's what you guys do.
5: Yeah, we yeah. emphasize customer service around here. It's a service business. When people come in with a with a legal issue, if it's an accident, we handle those all day, every day. If it's something that I don't ordinarily do, I'll hook them up with that family lawyer or that uh, criminal lawyer, whoever it might be. Yeah, we, we do our best because it's an honor to have this job, and we are thankful that we have the blitzers that support us, like you said, Fred, on a daily, weekly basis.
2: Yeah, and, and if you've been in an accident, you get hurt, or if you have uh, problems with your doctor and they, they've hosed you and you need to go to a doctor, you can't afford it, uh, it's not costing you anything out of pocket. If Dave takes your case, then you know, they'll, they'll, you'll even send them an Uber to get them to the doctor, right?
5: You bet, Fred. We ride this horse together with all you blitzers. You don't have to pay me any money to come in and consult with me. That's always free. If we take your case, we take it on a percentage basis. We ride that horse together until it either pays out or it peters out. And most of the time, 95% of the time, it pays out. That's how it rolls here.
2: Yeah, because that's, you're the best. That's why. Because you, you win, <laughs> and you gamble on yourself, and you gamble on the blitzers, and, and you come through. Tell them how they can get in touch with you, man.
5: If you all need to get a hold of me, you can call me right now at 713-626-8900. I'm sitting at my desk. If you want to email me, email, email me at LawyerDave.com. If you want to send me a tweet, it's Lawyer Dave Law. Or you can get a hold of me through Fred, as several blitzers have and continue to do, and we really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I always tell you, if you can't remember any of those numbers or, or at Lawyer Dave Law uh, and, and you're in a bind, just hit me up and I will, I will get you all that information. All right, what do they do if they need a lawyer? They had better dial
5: Dave.
0: <laughs> ESPN 975 This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow. Live from Wildcat Golf Club, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on
2: ESPN 92.5.
0: Presented by the pay-per-view fight of the year, Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia. Here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz live here at Wildcat. And
2: we've got a little interview here for you because uh, speaking of that fight... AJ caught up with a guy who's a pretty good fighter himself, Sean Porter. So uh, let's roll it.
3: Joining us now on the program, one of my favorite guests, who a uh, regular friend of the show, and a man who's got some some real insight into the fight that's going to happen this weekend up in Arlington. Showtime, Sean Porter on the line with us. How you doing, man?
1: Yo, hey, I'm good, man. How are y'all?
3: Well, I'm doing well. I really think that you've got a, a unique perspective on this fight because you've been in the ring with both these guys. And, and really, in, in the case of your fight with Errol, you're, you're the only guy who's really even made, made it look like he was fighting someone. I mean, Errol Spence has had his way with everyone <laughs> until he fought you. And you guys had arguably, you know, the fight of the year, uh, in 2019. What do you think, what do you think you provided that the other, the other people who had fought Errol Spence, the other 25 guys hadn't shown? What did you bring to the table that's unique in a, in, in a way of at least pushing Errol?
1: Well, I think the number one thing that I brought to the table is the mindset, the understanding that I wanted to win the fight and that I could win the fight and understanding what I needed to do to win the fight. Beyond that, of course, my abilities and and, and, and my skills, uh, I think, are a little different than the rest of the guys that you've been in the ring with. I think they're even different than, than, uh, excuse me, than Ben Garcia's abilities. And, and um, I think that that, for me, is is why you guys could see uh, a big gap between myself and and uh, and a lot of the other guys that he fought. But I'll tell you one thing: um, Danny Garcia—he's got a big punch, and uh, and he's got excellent timing, and um, and I think that he could he could do some things with with uh, Junior. That a lot of people don't expect.
3: Is it a, is there something too, when you're undefeated and your first loss came to Kel Brook, who was also undefeated? Is there something to like having a swagger where you feel like you're a little bit untouchable until someone finally touches you?
1: For me, when I fought uh, Kill Brook, I think it was more so uh, the fact that I, I kind of was in a position where I thought I was going to knock out everybody that I got in the ring with, and, and so after that fight was kind of my wake up call that hey, you're not going to knock out everybody. You got to start making some adjustments and doing things differently. I think for Aricson Junior, I think that yeah. He, A lot of fighters, we start to feel ourselves and and start to think that we we are more than we are, and uh, I think that for the fact that I had with Errolson Jr. was more of a wake up call for
3: him. I'm curious what you think the the accident that Errol had, what you how you think it affects his mindset going forward. Because I mean, he could physically, he may not be the same guy that he once was, but it feels like when you have something like that happen, and it's so close to having everything taken away. That maybe you you have a better uh, appreciation for it, and you, you you put in that extra work. How do you do you think that worked in any way to an advantage for Errol at this point in his career?
1: You know what? To be honest with you, it's it's a, it's a unfortunate that it was that bad and that traumatic, and I hope that it it hasn't hurt him. Uh, I think that it's a shame that something like that had to happen for him to. I guess you know, in a lot of ways. Do act together or, you know, kind of behave differently or whatever, but, um, it, it should work to his benefit if, if he's not internally injured from the accident. If there's nothing more than what we saw on, on, on the TV and him being able to recover in, in the, uh, in, in the hospital, if he's okay, then, you know, this will work to his, to his benefit because when you have one of those rude awakenings like that, um it, it changes who you are. It changes your perspective of life and, and things like that. So you start to take things a little more serious and start to cherish things a little more. So I know that he's doing that now. I just, uh, it's a shame that it took this happening. And I hope that uh, his life and his body hasn't taken a toll because of it.
3: Showtime, Sean Porter joining us on the Blitz. Sean, talk about uh, Danny uh, Garcia, his opponent, because it's another guy that you've been in the ring with and uh, you guys fought for the WBC welterweight title. It, it, talk about what he brings to the table where he may be able to push Errol.
1: You know, I, I think it takes a uh, it takes a special type of boxing style to beat uh, Danny Garcia. I think that the way I beat Danny Garcia was a mixture of Sean Porter and a mixture of Keith Dunman, where in the, in the early part of the fight was a lot more movement, a lot more defense, and then later on in the fight it was more more aggression, you know, me being I guess the quote unquote me that used that people used to see. If if Airlines Jr. doesn't have a solid game plan, he may walk into something that he's not expecting. You can't be over aggressive with Danny Garcia because he's able to catch your rhythm, your timing and catch you. And uh I think he's notorious for catching people with his big left hook, but he can catch people with a big right hand too and so I think that uh, that that could be a surprise to a lot of people in this
3: fight. Were you surprised? And, and Danny's a tough dude. I mean, he, this one you're, you're one of two guys who have beat him, and the other the other guy, the Thurman who he mentioned, it was uh, about a, as razor thin of a decision as you could have. Is this a you know a fight is sort of a, a welcome back fight for Errol Spence? Is this something you could picture him overlooking a little bit? As the talk ramps up about either a rematch with you or or a a, a super fight with Terence Crawford, do you think that there's any possibility that this this may that maybe Errol should have taken a lesser opponent in his first fight back?
1: I think he could very well be overlooking some things. I think the number one thing is when you're on the outside of the ring and you're watching somebody do their work, you may feel that there's things that you can take advantage of and and beat somebody at, but you don't really find out that speed and that power and that quickness until you get in the ring, you know. So I'm sure that even for Arrow, looking looking at Danny on the outside, he's thinking, oh, I'll have my way with this guy. But you get in there and he'll catch your rhythm and your timing and and, and, and he'll beat you to a punch that may put you on the on the canvas, you know. So, yeah, I did, I, you know, I, I think that he was in a position where he had to uh, defend his titles and he had to uh, get in the ring with someone who can make him the kind of money that he used to make him. And I think that in a lot of ways he felt that uh, Danny Garcia was a safer uh, opponent opposed to myself or maybe even Manny Pacquiao or Ken Crawford or somebody like that. And, you know, at the same time, he may very well be overlooking something.
3: You know, talk about the advantages of coming into a fight like this as, as a big underdog. Because there was, a, I mean, not many people gave you a shot uh, against Arrow, at least as far as the odds makers are concerned, and, and that seems to be the case again. Is there an advantage to having, you know, the, kind of the world believing that you're just going to be walked through?
1: You know what? I think uh, everybody's different. For me, I, I kind of cherish and 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 I, and I and I and I relish in those moments that I'm looked at as a guy who can't do something because. That's why I come from. I think that Danny was not looked at as someone who wasn't expected to be great or, or 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 anything that he's done in the sport. And I think as as he got as he got uh, further along at being a champion, especially with moving up at one forty seven, I think that he actually listens to what a lot of people say and think about him, and even and because it's negative, I think that he may. Uh, Hold on to those negative things and, and use that energy wrong, you know. So everybody's different, and I got a feeling that with with uh, Danny being the underdog, I don't think that
3: that's different. If Errol does win this fight, I mean, obviously he he's already looked at as one of the pound for pound best guys in the world. Where, where do you where do you think that puts him if he gets to twenty seven and zero? And he, you know, the, his last three fights would have been Danny Garcia, Mikey Garcia, and yourself. All I mean, three top tier guys that he just beat. Where where does it place him in the pound-for-pound pound rankings in your mind?
1: You know what? I'll tell you what. I, I always tell people it's not how you win a fight. Or excuse me. It's not winning and it's not losing. It's how do you win and how do you lose. if if Arrow wins this fight Saturday night but he looks okay, he doesn't look like the Arrow we've seen in the past, the, the world's going to drop him out of that pound-for-pound pound ranking because that's what got him there, who he is in the ring and, and the kind of fighter that he is. If we don't see that kind of fighter, then we can't consider him pound for pound. Even though he he won and beat a, a lot of the top main fighters, if you get put in the pound for pound based on how you look and, and who you are. And I think that that is what's going to matter at the end of the night.
3: What's uh what's what's next for Showtime Sean Porter? Are you looking at maybe fighting uh, the, someone who comes out of this fight, or do you have something else on your mind?
1: Hey, what's next for show, Showtime Sean Porter? Is the winner of the IBF and WBC title? Which is the winner of the fight of this, this this weekend, and and I'm also mandatory to fight for the WBO title, which is held by Terence Crawford. You know, so I got three big names right there in front of me, and if it's not one of those three guys, it's got to be Manny Pacquiao. You know, so look for me to fight next year, another big fight.
3: Sean, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. It was a big boxing event, uh, sort of a big boxing event over the weekend. This last weekend, I, I'm curious how you the the Tyson Roy Jones thing. Do you think things like that, these exhibitions where we're watching retired fighters, do you think that's good for boxing? What, what did you think of the event, and and what do you think of, of the way it paints boxing?
1: Well, I think the event was good. I think the event was it was very fun and entertaining. That's what events are. I think that uh, when I cut on the, the, the telecast, I got some things that I didn't expect, and I got some things that I did expect. I expected Nate Robinson to look exactly the way he looked, uh Bill rings about 30 seconds into the round, first round, looked at my wife and told her he's going to get knocked out, but he's going to be fine. That's exactly what happened. And then I got more than I expected. Concerts in between the fights. That was awesome. And then the best thing about it was uh Tyson and Roy came to the ring menu, and, and they gave us some good glimpses of who they used to be, which was awesome. And I think that that's something that could happen in the sport where you're getting more uh, old-time fighters coming back and kind of just playing who they are now in exhibitions, and I think it would be great for Boston.
3: What's your prediction on what happens on Saturday night with, with Danny and Errol?
1: I'll let everybody know after the first round. I can't say anything until after that first round. I think we'll, 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 we'll know the answer to that uh, as, as, after that first round. End.
3: When you say after the first round, do you mean if Danny comes out aggressively and, and kind of puts, uh, puts some pressure on Errol that you, you think he's got a chance to win it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, we're going to find out exactly who Aerosmith is in the first round. And I think we're going to find out how much Danny Garcia wants to fight and has prepared, uh, has the game plan to beat Aerosmith Jr. You know, so I don't think it's going to take, I think after the first round, we'll know exactly what's going to happen.
3: All right, that is Showtime Sean Porter. Of course, uh, part of the broadcast team, you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to see that fight on pay per view. Danny Garcia and Errol Spence this weekend, Saturday night. Make sure you get out there and grab it. Uh, Always appreciate the time, Sean, and looking forward to talking to you again, my man. Hopefully, right before your next fight. Yes,
1: sir. Thank
3: you. All right, man. That's Showtime Sean Porter. Appreciate it.
0: You're listening to The Blitz. rock and roll, boys. On ESPN 97.5. All
3: right, guys, i got to tell you about Pajamagram. Pajamagram.com, that's where you go. You want the most comfortable pajamas in the whole wide world. The Tempting Touch PJs, exclusively from Pajamagram, America's PJ experts for nearly 20 years. Uh, the, the Tempting Touch PJs keep her warm and fuzzy from head to toe while complimenting her every curve. And we love to compliment curves. Uh, they're made with micro velvet, which is the softest material ever made in the whole wide world by man. Uh, it's proven fact by pajama experts. She's going to slip them on after a long day, and it's going to melt away her stress. She's going to love them. You're going to love them, too. Check them out at pajamagram.com. And when you order today, you're going to get a great deal. Free gift packaging. That's the thing. When you get a Christmas present for your wife, what's the worst part? Wrapping it up. Who wants to do that? It's all, uh, I mean, if you're like me, no one wants to wrap it up. Wrapping it up takes out all the fun, Uh, so they wrap it up for you. Just go to pajamagram.com. It's fast, easy delivery by Christmas, guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com. Tell them AJ from ESPN 97.5 sent you.
0: Listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow live from Wildcat Golf Club. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5
2: and on ESPN 92.5.
0: Presented by the pay per view fight of the year Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay per view. Here's Fred Fower and AJ Hoffman. And we are
2: back on the Blitz live from Wildcat Golf Club where uh, people are starting to trickle in now. So uh, what do we think the winning score is going to be? I'm going to go 54 because somebody's
3: going to cheat. It's going to be 12. It's going to be 12. 48?
2: Okay. So, all right, I say 54. He says 48. Let's set the over under at 52. 52 is it. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over because I think somebody's going to cheat, but they're not going to cheat that much because they don't – because I was talking to some guys who can really play, and they had birdied every hole but one and had no eagles. So, I mean, I, I mean, like guys who are really good. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, what do we got already, 14 under? Is that – or is that 11? I can't see from that far away.
3: Yeah. There's a bunch of liars. All these guys are liars. Yeah, that's okay. If you
2: want a pencil whip, you can pencil whip. That's. I mean,
3: listen, there's a lot of people. I, I, I don't like to brag, but I did hit some shots for a couple teams, and those teams are probably going to be near the top of the standings is my guess. Yeah. I didn't hit anything for Granado's team, but Granado's team already had a ringer. Yeah, but I Granado. Did, I did yeah. go around and hit a few balls for a few teams, and I I expect – that the teams that I hit balls for will probably be near the top of the leaderboard. And if they are, and there's a prize, I like to assume they're going to break me off a little something. That's all.
2: Also, there's a uh, there's a silent auction out there, and there is a Doc Holiday photo. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fred, Uh-oh. Up, no, no, oh Fred, shut up, Granados. Oh, I no, got to no. know.
3: Yeah, I, I want you to fire Tyler. <laughs> well, you know what? I kind of want to fire Tyler, too. But yeah. he, like... My job would be tougher if I fired him. F. Tyler. He brought Malort out. Oh, Malort. Malort a, good. Mal- You've had it now? Well, he, he brought you're, it. Out. Yeah, you're a Chicago guy. Him and Aaron come out. I never – my dad owned a liquor store, and i never seen Malort in my life. Okay? That's serious. i serious. That's I'm serious. Booze of Chicago. turn this down. Man, it's loud. It is loud. Holy Josh tough. was on it earlier. Yeah. Josh is loud Man, he's talker. deaf. Yeah, he's like Lance. Yeah, deaf. They Holy crank crap. it up. Keep going. Keep going. Anyway, uh, so he brings the Malort out. I do a shot, and I swear to God I – I, I, I told him, I, I, I would rather go out with Bill Cosby and drink whatever he gives me than that crap. Okay? Well, Holy
2: You're cr- going to w- wake up with a sore butt if you go out with Cosby. Well, listen, hey, listen.
3: I'd rather do that than the yeah. Lord. Okay. At that's least the Chicago it, thing. At that's least funny. there's a prize at the end of that. Well, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy crap. That is the worst. Where did you find that's That, yeah, that, that's, that was uh, a Josh that's, thing. That's a Chicago No, booth. it's not. It no, is. Not. I'm telling you. I grew up in you. You've never even been to Chicago. Been I grew in up Chicago. in Chicago. I'm telling you now. You—it's you, not a Chicago you're, you're thing. You're long removed from Along Chicago. Along with your deep dish pizza, it's not a Chicago thing. You're too far removed. Nobody from Chicago. in Chicago knows what Malort is or deep dish they pizza. They do know. You're removed from it. No. You're a Texan now. Yeah. You're you're a Texan in Louisiana I grew up now. There. You're a Texan. Never now. heard of it. It's there. Yeah. It's Pete. No. <laughs> Pizza hut. Uh, F out of here. Right. How would you guys do? Uh, we played pretty well. We had the kid. He was really, really, really good. Yeah. He he's better s- than you? Yes. No, the kid is like. Does it like, piss you off when like a kid who's like 20 is better at golf than no. you? have been playing when, listen, longer than he's been alive? Listen, I played uh, with Corey Witsit, who played at Alabama when he was 15, and he beat the snot out of me. Yeah. And I was like, that's you're a really, really good player. You've got to appreciate a really good player. Did you play with Dr. Intern at all? I didn't. Dr. Intern? Yeah. Doct- he, intern? Uh, Will Doctor? Our intern? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he hit a shot. He hit a drive for us. He can he can go. He's a college He and golfer. our kid, play, they played in a bunch of junior tournaments together. Yeah. And so we had, and we had the other kid. No, Will can play. Yeah. Now, what about Coach Van Gundy? He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great guy. Love okay. Coach Van Gundy. He looks. Um, he looked miserable out there. No, honestly. he he play. He 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 likes to play. He he's a great guy. I don't think he liked being cold. No, he didn't like that. at he all. He had like a sock hat on yeah. and a sweat. Like it's not. No. it's not comfortable golfing weather. No, 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 no. Nobody did. It was. It was. It, we picked the coldest day of the year to play golf today. It was. Yeah. Although I was and saying, the girls the Twin Peaks. Girls, they weren't all that thrilled about. But they, they would much rather be hot where they have very little clothes on. But they powered through. Yeah. They did. They, they wore did. their costumes the whole time appropriately. Yeah, yeah. They but they on. would have been much more appropriate with like jeans that oh. were well, you know, crawling up there. The, the cold helped the nipples. Fred. Yeah, but they wear. This jackets. the Family on.
0: Show?
2: They had jackets it, on, Fred. It, uh, the nipples uh, didn't show Fred. through the jackets. Uh, you weren't looking hard enough.
3: Fred just embarrassed us all. That's, oh, did I really? That's, that's terrible. Really? That's, that, I that. didn't look at anybody's nipples all day, honestly. Hmm. Okay. All right. That, can I leave now? Yes, John. No, yes, you, you. you should sit down. Fire out. Tyler and Aaron. Aaron was at, in on it, too. He was. A-holes. I think Aaron bought it.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. But uh, let's take a quick break. Get some blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. two five.
0: ESPN. Nine. nine, nine
5: Ninety-seven-five.